<clears throat> okay, testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing. One, two, three. One, two, three. How does this sound? Probably sounds great. Hey guys, it's Blake, and you're listening to an all-new episode of Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Happy New Year, everybody! It's 2023! Woo! Um, I hope you're all ready to make this year your bitch, because that is the energy that I am going into 2023 with, and I am uh, passing that on to all of you guys. Uh, this is not the year to be stagnant. This is not the year to sit back and just like let things happen. This is the year to make things happen. Um, I'm just making this up. Uh, but like I said, I'm making it happen. So go do it. 2023, make it your bitch. But I am excited to be back, um, back with you guys on the podcast in a new year. I hope you all had a wonderful uh, New Year's and holiday season. I had a great time, um, obviously took a little time off of the podcast, took some time off work, spent time with my family and my friends, um, went to a really fun New Year's Eve party, uh, celebrated my birthday like, I don't know, a dozen times. Um, like for real, I know you guys know I had that party at the beginning of uh, December, but then so my birthday was the 29th. And so I, I went, <laughs> I made everyone take me on like three or four birthday dinners. Like we did one with my family, did one with, with this group of friends, with that group of friends. Um, on the night of my birthday, I went out to dinner with, uh, we went out to dinner with two of our best friends. And um, they had obviously come to my birthday party and, and brought a gift then. And so we're going out to dinner and we got to the restaurant first. And so we texted them being like, hey, we got a table. And they replied and we're like, okay, we'll be there soon. We're just at Williams Sonoma. And of course I'm just like, oh, they're just shopping. No big deal. And so they, they arrive a little bit later and they have this huge bag from Williams Sonoma and they were like, oh, this is for you. And at first I thought they were kidding, but like they weren't, they were shopping for more gifts for me. Um, which like, obviously that's so sweet, but then I felt really bad. And I was like, okay, I think that they think that I'm just like having more <laughs> birthday dinners to have to get more presents out of people. Um, which like they're not completely wrong, but no, I'm kidding. That that obviously I never intended for for no one ever has to bring gifts, period. Like I buy myself everything that I want. Um, but it was a really, really sweet gesture. And then of course I opened the Williams Sonoma bag and it's like like booze and mixers and like, you know, salt for the rim and all of like that fun stuff. But then I'm like, okay, so this is these are gifts that they also want to partake in like they want me to to open this up right now and like get the party started so it's a win-win for everyone honestly um and William Sonoma has like really great stuff so my friends have good taste and that's why they're my friends all right guys so it's been a bit and uh, I don't want to dick around anymore so let's just get right into it so today's episode is going to be super Salt Lake City heavy um there's a lot happening out of Salt Lake, a lot of fresh pow, so they say, um, a lot coming from the, the beehive state. Did you guys know that it's called the beehive state, Utah? Um, I don't know, maybe because the wives sting. Get it. <laughs> I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. This show is so stupid. I don't know why you guys are listening, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, but for real, yeah, we, we've got a lot to talk about Salt Lake City. I'm going to recap last week's episode and then... Oh my God, uh, we've got to talk about Jen 6th, uh, aka January 6th, the day that Jen Shaw was sentenced to prison. I have a really special guest coming up. Not only is she me, <laughs> is she me? She's me, guys. It's me. I'm the guest. No, not only is she my go-to uh, source for all things Bravo and like true crime, um, but she was legitimately in the courtroom when Jen Shaw was sentenced. So we're getting a firsthand account from someone who was like watching Jen Shaw's face as she heard this news. So you don't want to miss that. It's it's such a good conversation. So stick around. But before that, let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City from last week. So the episode begins at Angie's Greek dinner in San Diego, and Heather is still teasing this black eye, and she just won't tell anyone what happened. But since Heather isn't going to give any real details, Dana is going to take the floor and she reveals that one of her friends is an informant for the feds in Jen Shaw's case. 
Jen loses it, telling Dana to check her source. But like, I think, <laughs> I think she did. Like, I think she checked her source and her source is the informant. Like this source is now the government's source also. So I don't know, Jen, maybe like you check that source. <laughs> Jen just goes off. Like, how could Dana possibly say these things to me when we rode together earlier that day? Like, I offered her hair dye. I mean, does that mean anything to Dana? Like, no, it doesn't, okay? So Jen storms off, and Whitney explains to Dana that this is the dance that they just have to do with Jen. They're all always afraid that she's gonna fly off the handle, punch him in the eye, or like, I don't know, destroy their really nice shoes. But not for long. That's gonna be her cellmate's issue soon enough. Whitney will go and have a conjugal visit with her, though. She's excited about that. No, for roll. Heather and Meredith are comforting Jen in the bathroom, and it's here that Heather kind of reveals that Jen was the one who punched her. Like, Heather tells Jen to put the fear of God in the other ladies by telling them how she really got her black eye, hinting that Jen did it and she'll do it to them if they keep questioning her. Like, this was a bombshell moment, and I feel like we brushed past it. Um... I don't know. This is, this is great. Like, did you guys catch this? Okay, so at this point, I am fully convinced that Jen Shaw punched Heather, and Heather's covering it up because she knows that Jen's on trial, and adding assault to the list of charges ain't gonna help nobody. Back in the beehive state, Meredith chats with her kids, and by chats I mean slurs, about their upcoming charity event, and Angie and Heather meet up to gossip, aka give no new information, about Heather's black eye. At Meredith's charity event, the ladies catch up on the haps in San Diego, and Meredith needs to make it very clear, very clear, that she's not mad. She's, she's not mad. She's not mad. She's not mad. She's, she's not mad. <laughs> Jen and Coach are mad, however, that they have to hand over a check for 14 k to Angie K. 14 k to Angie K. I like that. But they'll do it anyways, and Angie will cash it. But as she notes, she's got to do it fast because those funds are about to be frozen. Angie tries to explain that it was less about the money and more about the respect. You know, she was hurt. She was also wet from champagne being dumped on her. But Coach Shaw says we were hurt too. Um, did someone pour a drink on your head, Coach? Later that week, Whitney and Heather meet up to have a super awkward convo about how they love each other, but they can't stand to be around each other. Whitney tries to explain that the friendship break wasn't meant to be an insult, it was her taking some space to hopefully make things better. But Heather says it was hurtful, and then goes, I mean, you don't even know what happened to my eye. Um, no one does, because you won't fucking tell anyone. Whitney, having the same reaction, tells Heather, how can I know what happened to you when you've basically given every story in the book? As Whitney's listing out the litany of ways that Heather's received her black eye, according to Heather, Heather starts laughing because all of this is just a huge joke to her. This whole black eye storyline is so fucking strange. Now I'm starting to think it wasn't Jen. There was no punch at all. Heather's just a fucking sociopath and wanted some attention, so she gone-girled herself with a hammer to the eye. Like, honestly, I'd put money on it. Whitney asks her straight up, like, did you black out or do you actually know how it happened? And Heather tells her that she knows exactly how it happened, and so do some of the other ladies. And she doesn't know if she'll tell Whitney because the trust has been broken. Okay, I, <laughs> I don't see how Whitney broke any trust just because she said she needed to take a break. Like, I truly do not understand how Heather is more offended by Whitney saying that she needs to take a break than she is when Jen calls her Shrek. And Heather's taking no accountability in the fallout between she and Whitney. Heather says that Whitney sacrificed her and sacrificed their friendship, but let's not forget that well before Whitney took a friendship break, Heather screamed at Whitney that she had lost her friendship forever. So which is worse, a friendship break or you've lost me forever? Just think about it. Like, I know you're a bad Mormon, Heather, but are you bad at math? Forever is a long time, Heather. But honestly, at this point, I'm just hoping we lose Heather Gay forever, or at least get some sort of friendship break from her. I'm exhausted. Like, punch me in the eye. Honestly, it would be more fun than watching Heather Gay. One of the best things about growing up in Arizona is that there's incredible Mexican food on every street corner. And you know what goes best with good Mexican food? Traditional Mexican horchata. Don't know what horchata is? It's creamy, delicious rice milk flavored with cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. Okay, you thirsty now? Me too. Luckily, even if you're far from the southern border, you can get your horchata fix every day with cinnamon. Cinnamon is a brand created by my good friend Tyler, who is even more obsessed with horchata and all things cinnamon than I am. 
He's developed all natural skincare products and more, crafted in California with ethically sourced ingredients and infused with real cinnamon. Have you heard of the antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, or antioxidant properties of cinnamon when applied to the skin? Or how about how it helps treat acne? What about how cinnamon promotes blood flow, helping with skin elasticity by bringing blood flow to the surface of the skin and helping to moisturize skin with all of that added circulation? Some of my personal favorite products from Cinnamon are their signature lip balm that gives your lips a sweet tingle and a subtle natural plum, their all-natural deodorant developed for sensitive skin, and the Coco Chata body beverage that leaves your body hydrated and smelling like heaven. They even have candles and air fresheners to keep your entire home, car, or office smelling like your favorite dessert. With Cinnamon, you'll enjoy all the benefits Cinnamon has to offer your skin and your senses. Visit Sinmin.com, that's S-I-N-M-I-N.com, and use code Blake at checkout for 15% off your total order today and receive free shipping on all orders over $50. That's code Blake for 15% off your order at Sinmin.com. I may have a black heart, but I can be sweet sometimes, and Sinmin definitely helps. Okay guys, I am so excited to be talking to my next guest. As you guys all know, this past week was historic in the Bravo-verse. We had the sentencing of Jen Shaw, and I am joined by the perfect guest to talk about all of this with, Lauren from the Allegedly Bravo podcast. Hi, Lauren. Oh my God. Hello, Blake. How are you? I am so much better now that I'm talking to you. You know, for the past few days, I've just had like all of these thoughts swirling in my head. And now I feel like I finally get to talk to them. My husband doesn't care when I'm like, babe, Jen Shaw got sentenced to 6.5 years. He's like, who, what? Who, so what? yeah, so <laughs> I I am so excited to talk to you. Now, before we dive into it, um, fill my, my listeners in on who you are, your background, and why you are the perfect person to talk to about all things uh, dealing with Bravo and true crime, which as you know, we have, you know, so much to talk about in that realm as of late. <laughs> right. And it just gets more and more and more filled with things to talk about. Right. Um, But I have my own podcast called Allegedly Bravo, which Blake mentioned a little earlier. Um, I graduated from law school and did some work in like telecom and family law, you know, that's like boring and lame and then <laughs> sad and depressing. And then I moved into criminal defense and um, now that's what I'm doing, which makes list like watching TV so much more fun because all these criminals are just like entertaining us all over the place. Right. Um, and so I first started this podcast with um, one of my best friends, but she had to unfortunately focus on a paying job. Quote unquote. <laughs> I know. So we encourage quitting jobs here at allegedly Bravo. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and of course I'm just absolutely obsessed with the housewives like any normal person is. And, right. Exactly. If, I mean, you're, if not you're not obsessed with the, with the housewives, I'm her. like, mm, yeah. yeah, no, there's a red flag there. <laughs> not for me. Not, not for my, me. not my people. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, when Jen got arrested, Shaw rested is Shaw when rested. I was oh like, I'm sorry, this is the, this is the time of, this is the time to do it. Yes, and I just said, I'm getting to the mic. All my friends were calling like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? I'm like, we're going to address this blanket, one blanket statement, one hour a week, one day at a time. Like we got Love this. It. So that's how I got here. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, like you mentioned, you have friends calling you all the time being like, what does this mean? What, you know, what's this all about? That's now I am that friend. I yes. am <laughs> here to sit down with you and just be like, okay, explain it all. Because, you know, we all as like the fans, the Bravo holics, um, as we love to call ourselves, yeah. we, we like, we get so much of this information, um, like filtered through other sources and you know right. we're getting a statement as it's been dictated to someone and then it's going through a news source and then we're seeing mm -hmm. like a tweet about it and right. so like all of this we have to take everything with like somewhat of a grain of salt through that sort of like telephone game and then there's the whole like legal jargon of it all like as much oh. as I as much as I would love to um, be Reese Witherspoon. I am no Elle Woods. Like I, right. I did not just like walk around saying I object. So, <laughs> so for a lot of us fans, like 
things fly over our head or we just don't really understand it. And then we make like weird assumptions about things and we think we're all attorneys, but the bottom line is we're not, but you are. So (laughs) again, (laughs) perfect person to talk to. So I think let's start you know, let's start at, at the beginning on Friday morning, Friday, Gen 6th, as we like January to call it. 6th, like January 6th. January 6th. I know. I can't right? believe it's like, we're reclaiming it. it. Reclaim. Yes. 1000%. Yeah. yeah. But bye bye QAnon insurrectionists. Yeah. Like we do it's not Jen need to talk about you anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my we're God. Jen Anon now. I love it. <laughs> okay. So here we are the morning of Gen 6th. Gen 6th. You, and you are in New York City outside of the courthouse where the sentencing is about to happen. What, what is the vibe? What is going on? What is the energy? Who all is there? What is everyone talking about? Like, tell me everything. Okay. So first we get there and it's like starting to rain a little bit. And I'm like, wow, this is so sad. God is crying. It's such a vibe, (laughs) you know, like we're going to be so somber today. Like one of our own is up one of our own so it was we feel it like deep in our bones yeah Yeah. so we're walking around the city we're like trying to look for the courthouse we get there and there's all these barricades set up but nobody was there yet and i think it's because me and leah from um the can we talk about podcast we got there at the ass crack of dawn 7 Mm a.m the courthouse wasn't open yet like that's it and sentencing we, was happening at 10 a.m. Eastern 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you guys, we, you gave yourselves plenty of time. Get absolutely. yourselves like a good spot in line. Maybe grab a, grab a Starbucks, you grab, know, enjoy the rain. <laughs> enjoy the rain. Get some fresh air in New York City. Yeah. Look at some people shitting on the street. Whatever right. it takes. Watch some rats running there. by. The rats. The Love rats. Um, but th- then we saw like some people you could like catch a vibe like oh that person's definitely a bravo fanatic right so like Mm -hmm. we'd like be looking around and some some girl was like texting kind of like looking at us like are you are you here for and we're like yeah we're here for genshaw get in line right right so we like what that is that's like the that's like the um like gay effect like gay people when we go out we kind of have to give each other that same like side eye like are you also and then once we once we catch it like the little like twinkle in each other's eye we're like oh my god yes (laughs) my people (laughs) yeah exactly that's how I felt I was like yes you're my people get over here and it's like these deep these deep bonds were really formed in the line for Jen Shaw's sentencing. I get it. I totally I mean, get it. It was crazy. And you have to be in this line is, for it's, hours. It's experience. It's like, like, um, you know how they say like trauma bonding or like when it you was. go through mm-hmm. something with someone, you are forever linked. Like that's what this is. This was the trauma bond of a lifetime. Oh my we God. We should call it the trauma bond. Trauma bond. Any yeah, Anywhere we can fit Shaw in the trauma yeah, bond. We're yeah. doing it. We're going to, we're going to beat this to death, but I, it's so worth it. It's so <laughs> worth it. But we finally got up in, um, inside the courthouse and the, the, um, I guess you'd call it the bailiff or the courthouse police was like, you can come in the room or the courthouse and just like get out of the rain and whatever. And then finally security opened and we were allowed to go through security and they took our phones, our Apple AirPods, like anything that had electricity. And like they did it on the spot where I couldn't even be like, texting people to be like brb like my phone you right off, right so or so like, all, for, for all we knew like your fans and listeners dead. like yeah. you were dead you were dead in new york my mom had no idea where i was i mean oh my god another like, true crime mystery like as soon exactly. as we get through the gen shah of it all like we've got to find lauren we've got to find lauren <laughs> <laughs> so it was like then we had no phones nothing which just trauma bonds even further you know oh my and god you're like what do we do you cling to each other <laughs> we're like holding hands and crying my and my, my thumbs are so bored <laughs> what do I do and when we got up to the like lobby area of the courthouse there were two women who were already sitting there who we were like are they related to Jen or not and it turned out to be Sharif's mom and sister oh wow And so I felt kind of bad because we were up there with like these reporters from like NBC ABC the Daily Beast Insider People magazine, aka people, the Bible. People, this is legit. Yeah. I mean, the press was out and swarming. And so I felt bad for the family, but then they thankfully moved into their own little section. So they weren't hearing us all like talk about the woman that 
they love, you know? Yeah. Like talk shit about Jen Shaw. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Talk shit about Jen Shaw. So then we finally get led into the courtroom. Jen comes in while we're in line. She walks out of the elevator. And I have to tell you, when we were taking guesses, like what's Jen going to wear? And people were like, I think she's going to wear the hat from the confessional. I think she's going to wear like some crazy pink suit or something like that. And I said, I think she's going to dress like Meghan Markle. Like that's, mm-hmm. I just thought she's pulling a Maggie. Yes. And beige on beige of, on beige. Yeah. Beige on beige on beige. And she did. She but you took, know what? Beige on beige on beige is a vibe. I, I live for it. Mm-hmm. And like you were thinking like a lawyer and you were uh-huh. like, what is she, what is she going to do mm-hmm. for her image to like make her look like demure mm-hmm. and like softer and right. like, you know, um, feel like bad a, for me. I'm beautiful. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I agree. She wasn't about to walk in having borrowed like a bright orange feather jumpsuit from Meredith Marks. It just right. would like read the room, you know, read the room. And she read, read the, the room. room. Good for she her. Read the room. And there, but but then the judge read her, and we will get the to that. judge <laughs> read her and her attorney. Well, the first like four rows. So she looks stunning, by the way. Yes. Like her skin is beautiful. She looks great. Coach Shaw is one of the sexiest men oh. I've ever seen. It's interesting because Leah and I were talking about how uh, when you see him on TV, he's like uh, he's a good looking man, right? Yeah, and that's it. And you're like, what a good looking couple. Yeah. And then when you see him in person, you're like, do I have a boner? Like this man wow. is sexy. Like he's, yeah. Wow. I don't even know. Like, like the energy. Put, put it away, energy. girl. This is a courtroom. We're in the courtroom. Like only I one, why, like, only I'm one gavel allowed in here, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so girl. that was kind of like fun. When you don't have your phone, you need something to look yeah, at. So I'm glad Chris right. Shaw was there. Um, eye candy in the courtroom. Eye candy in the courtroom. And we, so we get in and the first I think four, four rows were all her family and they were all dressed like in total black. Like it felt like very like morning, morning clothes. Like, it was mm-hmm. Jen Shaw's funeral. They knew it. it. Was, I mean, at this point yeah. they all knew there was no question in anyone's mind um, that she is going to prison. Right. It's just a matter of like how long. So how definitely long? like there had to have been a lot of sadness in that family, you know? Oh my God. It was so somber. It was so quiet. Like, when the because at some point Jen and the, all the attorneys and the judge went back into the judge's chambers to talk about some motion, and mm-hmm. while they were back there and, and we were all in the courtroom and it was like the spectators, the press, and the family, and all you could hear was like the lights humming. It was so quiet, wow. like because it's like that tension of like yeah we're all here and it's like we know what's going to happen at the end of this yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and that's the thing, you know, and as we get into this, obviously, like between you and I, the laughs will continue. This is a lighthearted podcast. We're going to have fun. We're here to have fun. Mm -hmm. But it is a sad situation. It's sad for everyone involved. Obviously, you know, we're saddest for the victims. We are saddest for the uh, elderly people who lost all of their money, you know, especially having read the um, victim impact statements that came out over the last couple of weeks. Like, I think that really, really gutted um, everyone, everyone Mm -hmm. who read them. So obviously this is really sad. So, you know, I don't want anyone to think that we're just like laughing about all of this or like thinking that it's like hilarious or like, you know, none of us wanted this. None of us are happy that any of it happened, but it did. So let's continue. Let's continue to talk about it. Yeah, We must have fun here at the end of the day. Right. We can't all like put ourselves into like a six and a half year personal prison sentence of like right. sadness and grief. We've got right. to live our lives. It's We've got not to move on, on us. We didn't right. do the crime. Exactly. So we're not doing the time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're in the courtroom. Uh, we've got the first four rows of family all dressed in their like, you know, funeral, funeral attire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Apparently, and I didn't know this. Um, there were people who were actually funneled into a whole other courtroom so that they could watch like a live streaming of it because so yes. many people showed up to watch. I read that. Yeah, I read that they yeah. like opened up a, a whole nother room. I mean, this is like the the case of the century. I right. mean, the fans were out in droves. In droves. And the press took up a lot of space. Like uh, they were like on the whole left side pretty much. Wow. So that was interesting. But then when the judge came in and like you know banged his little gavel was like we're getting ready like down to business that's when like I felt 
really, really, really like a pit in my stomach for Jen Shaw. And I'm like, you know what? Like now this is like, shit's about to hit the fan. And like, we're in that, we're in the moment. Every single thing that is said right now is going to be written down forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just like a little crazy history. And, and we watch, we watch historic moments all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. on TV or on our phones or computers, you know, through these screens, we watch housewives have moments in their lives that will change their lives forever. That's not new to us, but you're, you're watching this happen with your eyes in the same room. Like that is such a unique experience. Like there's not that like six month delay. And then like Mm -hmm. the Bravo edit and the confessionals of them talking about, like you're literally watching Jen Shaw as she receives this information or as like she's about to receive to this information. Every word. Yeah. yeah. Like with, and with her family, like in the, the row behind them. I mean, yeah. it was just like a really weirdly surreal point in time. Yeah. I can't um, even imagine it. But then like, so the judge started his little talking and he's like going on about um, how Jen's, you know, we're here because like she stole money and this and that. And like the way that the process worked was he was like, we're going to go through sentencing. You can have Jen's asking for 36 months. The government's asking for, I think the guideline was 135 to 160 months or whatever. And he goes, I'm not going to do either of those. So it's going to be somewhere in between. So then we're all sitting through this hearing, like, okay, well, she's not going to get three. She's not going to get 15. So now we're like, is it four or 10? or six or right. whatever. That's still quite a wide gap there. Right. Exactly. And when her attorney started speaking on Jen's behalf to like, be like, this is why she shouldn't be sentenced very long or this or that the judge interrupted her quite frequently to the point where I like, I was kind of like sad for the attorney. Like, yeah, I mean, we were all watching like the the commentary on mm-hmm. on Twitter, on social media, and there was one account in particular. I feel bad; I'm not like giving them credit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have it written down in front of me. Um, but they were like li- basically live tweeting like everything that was being said, and like mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> Obviously, it must have been very different for you hearing it in real time, but like even just kind of watching like the transcript of it and seeing the judge cutting her off and being like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what? Like at one point, you know, uh, Jen's attorney was like, but her company did a lot of good. Uh, yes. like, we need to focus on the good. And the judge was like, no, 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 excuse me. <laughs> like, what good is like, do you speak of? Because I know of no such good that was done. Right. And he literally said, like, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that there's something good about calling old people and like doing telefraud, stealing all of their money. Yeah. Yeah. And there were just like points in time where the questions that were asked, like about like to Jen's attorney were like trying to it was like the judge was trying to grasp whether there was remorse there or not. Right. Right. Because in none of the none of the filings, like none of the statements that she's given, nothing has shown any remorse. Right. And and none of um her actions on the show, none of her actions in public. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I will say she's she's done a better job than Erica Jane, but like the bar was set low. So you know, low. I mean, even and I know this came up, you know, even her tagline last season of like the only thing I'm guilty of is being Sha amazing and like yes. you know, this entire season, how n- n- it's understandable that anyone would, you know continue to claim their innocence and fight for their innocence but it's not so much that she's saying she's innocent it's that she's like screaming it and like attacking Uh people and like really abusive about it so I think that like all of it it paints a a a picture and it's like not a pretty one for Jen Shaw it's not a pretty one but the interesting thing is because I agree with you I was thinking like this footage and all of this like public really public persona of her is damning So so damning But the judge said, like, that's TV. And he, so offensive, said it was scripted and not real. I almost walked out, but I couldn't have. I couldn't. Declare a mistrial right here, right Right, now, because this judge is tainted. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Literally. Like, I think think he's uh, got dementia, like Tom Girardi. Like, what's going on? Exactly. He's got dementia. But he's like, yeah, she's a character and that's just a show and it's role playing and it's very heavily scripted. And um, Jen said, and I don't, I don't know if we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves, but when she gave her speech, like of 
appealing to the judge. She said that Bravo has in their contract that they can mischaracterize or misportray anything that she says or does on the show. And so I think she relied heavily on that to be like, so all of this is fake. And then she said that that tagline was assigned to her character and that she didn't write that and that like she had no choice. That was what she was going to say no matter what. So interesting. So like the, the bit about what's in their contract to me, and again, like your legal expertise can, can chime in here. Like to me, that seems like something that's put in there ultimately to like protect Bravo and, you know, the production Mm -hmm. company, because if they don't have some sort of stipulation that says like, we can miscategorize or we can like portray this, how we deem um, appropriate, whatever, like any, any of the housewives or anyone on the show could come back if that wasn't in there and just be like, you miscategorize this. That's not what really happened. And they could argue that anything that's shown is a false portrayal. So for their own protection, they have to say like, we can portray it however we want. So, and it's, it's their program at the end of the day. They have to have the creative control. Right. That to me, that doesn't seem like the smoking gun that yeah. they are making it out to be. But I do see why she would, you know, take that and run with it. And I mean, that's even something that that the housewives use to their advantage, even not in a court of law. Like anytime mm-hmm. they have a quote unquote bad edit or, or you know, some storyline that doesn't uh, show them in the best light, it's production's fault, you know. But right. we know that that doesn't sit well with Andy and Bravo. So. Right. I, I have a feeling that, um, well, obviously we know Bravo is severing ties with Jen Shaw, but like, I don't think this judge is going to be asked on a show anytime soon. No, no way. <laughs> he will not be the next judge, Judy. He no. doesn't even believe that's real. Like, I'm sorry. Right, and honestly, you're honestly. Nailing your own coffin with that one. Like, yeah. your yeah. future's done. <laughs> <laughs> Dead to us. Dead, Dead to, to us. us. <laughs> All right. Well, so I there were a lot of wild things that were said, you know, Mm -hmm. like we talked about, the judge was interrupting the attorney a lot, you know, to kind of point out like, (laughs) you're being a red dick. Was there anything that was said by like either party's attorneys or by the judge that surprised you or that you thought was like notable or interesting or like, I don't know for like, I want to put hunger for trinkets on a t-shirt. Like that stood out to me. Hunger for trinkets. I know we were just talking about that because that was something that I found really interesting was her attorney painted this whole story about this like woman who's just so insecure and pathetic and lame Mm -hmm. and like has nothing that could make her feel fulfilled. And she's just like, blah. And so that's why she started doing this because she tried to trick herself into being like a fancy special lady. And it's like, that's no defense to tell a fraud, you know? No. I mean, you're giving a, you're giving a reason, not so much an excuse, you know? Right. And, and it's like the, all of the stuff that the attorney presented was like things that Jen had done prior to 2012. And that's the point in time in which we started talking in this case, like the case ranges from 2012 to 2021 or whatever. So it's like, who cares what happened before that? But they spent so much time talking about how she was in her family and this and that, and her love for trinkets. And the judge was like, uh, not even a love, a hunger, Lauren. A hunger, a hunger. A hunger for trinkets. Yeah, that she's does hungry mean for the trinkets. She also, you know said- who's, you know who's not hungry for trinkets, Lisa Barlow, because the only Lisa thing she's Barlow. hungry for is Wendy's and Taco Bell. Wendy's, Taco <laughs> Bell, and the extra, 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 extra large. Night. Exactly, no trinkets needed. And then she said, the attorney said. Um, I had to write it down. She oh, good. I love herself. that you have notes. Oh my God. You're you such kidding? a professional. You're such yeah. a professional. Um, she said um, that Jen defrauded herself into thinking she looked like a million bucks. <laughs> like ooh. that. that is honestly, that's a read. Like, I ouch. Know. I was like, ouch, her own attorney said that like, (laughs) oh, my God, like the biggest fraud of all was Jen thinking that she was a glamorous woman. Yeah, she looks like shit. Oh, my God. I mean, we 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 know, but like, uh, oh, my God. The judge was kind of pissed that like none of the things that Jen has submitted had any any even underpinnings of like, I'm sorry for anything that I've done here. Right. Like nothing, nothing. I mean, and this is the perfect example of why the fans have been, um, Mm -hmm. pressing Erica Jane so much on her whole attitude about everything. And she doesn't seem to get it. And like, I understand she's not, 
implicated in the same ways that Jen Shaw is implicated in her crimes. Um, like Erica's not, you know, facing mm-hmm. six and a half years or whatever. I get it. But this is what we're talking about. It's about your attitude. It's about how mm-hmm. you are talking about the victims, how you're talking about yourself, how you're talking mm-hmm. about this case as a whole. And, you know, we see with Jen Shaw how, how, how she's handled it and how she's spoken about it has literally affected her sentencing. It's affected, like, how the judge feels about it. Mm-hmm. So why Erica or anyone on Team Erica or, you know, her supporters think that, like, she shouldn't show any remorse. I mean, this mm-hmm. is why. This is why. Right. It, it, has a, it has an effect. Right. It does have an effect. And I was actually thinking about that today. It's like kind of a double edged sword. It's like, if you do say, I'm sorry, I'm such a, you know, fat headed pig, then that's going to be used against you in court. And then if you say nothing, that's going to be used against you in court. Right. So that has to be, in my opinion, sort of like a legal strategy decision or like a personal feelings decision. Because at this point, Jen's like, I'm guilty, right? I did it. I pled guilty, all that. That's when you should start showing some remorse, in my opinion. And I think with Erica, she doesn't have to say like, oh, I did it. But she could say, look, there's some victims here. I agree. We got to figure this out. And I'm sorry for them. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing, like in Erica's case, because she's not the one who's specifically being um, blamed. She's kind Mm -hmm. of like a, a like a, she's attached by default in a way. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, she can show remorse without um, claiming any sort of guilt. It's different with Jen. I understand if Jen were to start showing remorse earlier in this, it would have kind of implicated her. But with Mm -hmm. Erica, she can say like, oh my God, I had no idea this was happening, which she's saying, but then she can also say, it's so awful that this happened, which she hasn't said. Like that's the piece that's missing, you know? Exactly. That's exactly it. And with, in this case, when Jen was talking, um, you know, we're not allowed to know the names of all these people that she's defrauded, which I'm talking fine with like let these people live but jen said she got to know like all the people that she defrauded and she says their names every single night when she prays to god and i'm like okay thanks for sharing like that does nothing and do we even believe that like i I really i really don't believe that at all um the likelihood that like jen even prays i mean i just like i don't i don't know i'm sorry i i I don't want to say that I think she's a terrible person, but like, I think she's a terrible person. So mm-hmm. I I just highly doubt that, that, I mean, maybe she like thinks about them, but I maybe. do not see her like being the type of person to actually put that into action and every single night, you know, take the time to like do, do I just, I, yeah, yeah, no, no. And then I think um, we've gotten to know her well enough over the past three years to know that that's bullshit. <laughs> right. She can't think outside of her own self. Like that's right. why whenever, even whenever they're in fights on the show, she's like, well, how do you think I feel? And it's yeah. like, well, I don't know. You slapped her. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, like, who cares? How you feel? <laughs> stop punching people in the face. Like, yeah, you're crazy. Um, when the government got up to speak, though, they said something that I thought was interesting. They said that they had enough evidence against Jen Shaw um, before she changed her her guilty plea or plea to guilty that they would have needed a full month just to put on their own evidence. Oh, my God. So she they knew she her team knew that, like, had she fought it and had she continued to plead not guilty and it went to trial, she would have gone away for like 30 years. Yeah. Pretty much. And then they said the only reason why she changed her plea was because we showed her like all the stuff we had. Exactly. And that's when she changed it. And then she knew there was no fighting it. Right. And Jen said, though, like her excuse for that was, well, she thought all of these like to her, she never spoke to any of these people. So they're just files in a computer to her, which is like even the judge said, yeah, that kind of cuts against you, lady, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, it shows that you're like a heartless like person that like doesn't think about people. people like again, like you're just these, like money, these, money, money. These are are reasons. There may be explanations like mm-hmm. that, like of you trying to like make sense of it, but they're not excuses. They do not yeah. like justify this in any what way, shape, done. or form. Right? Yeah, totally. Like and you then, can't just like kill someone and be like, well, but but I'm I'm a sociopath, but that's like who right. I am. Like, but, but so, I, just so I'm fine, fine because that's who I am. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you're a sociopath who's going to prison. Yeah, and you're gonna have fun there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Jen said that when she finally got all those um the the information from a 
the government that she started to actually see that what she did was wrong. And that's why she changed her plea. And I'm like, yeah, so you basically just agreed with what they said. Like you changed yeah. your plea because you realize like, you know, you're out of time. It's the 11th right. hour. You got to change your plea. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting that they had that much information and I would have loved. They also said that other people who were involved in this scheme got um, longer sentences, obviously, than Jen did. Um, but a lot of those people were drug addicted and had prior criminal like marks on their record. So mm -hmm. that's when you apply like the there's like this sort of formula that you can apply with like have you ever had a prior criminal mm -hmm. record this or that and that helps determine how long your sentence should be okay so i really think that's why the other people got more time than she did was because they had priors and they were having drug charges so it's like yeah it's more happening at once well what's interesting about all of this too is it's like okay if she was the leader was she just like rounding up like criminals and drug addicts to like be her like crew of right. like 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 elderly terrorists like this it's, is just awful it's so true. she yeah, literally was like... rounding up like former prisoners to go like <laughs> steal from old people like on she should have gotten she should have gotten 30 years like i'm sorry she's terrible she's awful uh like I no beige on beige on beige 10. outfit can can change my mind she's awful okay. i was i was betting on 10 too in fact mm -hmm. i put up like a uh like let's place bets on social media it was crazy. I literally got like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses. Um, oh my God. But I don't know if anyone guessed 6.5 exactly. So I'm going to have yeah. to go back and look. But 6. I, I, interesting. I know I put my money on 10. I was thinking she should get at least 10. Um, were, were you then surprised by the 6.5 or were you kind of expecting that? When I walked into the courthouse, like we were all like, what do you think? And I said, eight. And then when the judge started kind of ripping into her attorney and then the government oh God, was like, 12, we have uh, all this stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, absolutely. She's getting double digits. Like there's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts. Right. But then she didn't. And the judge was really complimentary about how she's like raised her kids and all like the family support she has. That's all Coach Shaw. <laughs> like Shaw did all of that, honestly. I know he did all that. But I think that that, that really had an impact on his sentencing. I really do. Yeah. I think he's like, you know what? She's a good mom. Like we can't lock her up forever. Here's the thing about that though. I would maybe agree with that or like have a little more understanding of that. If her kids mm -hmm. were like babies, they're right. like a adults at this point. So it's right. not like she has much mothering left to do, you know, exactly. it's not a situation like Teresa Judice where it's like, let's get her done so she can come back and raise her daughters who are literal right. children. Um, yeah. which I understand that like one of them's leaving for college. Now the other one's already in high school. By the time she gets back, they're going to be in their mid to late twenties. Right. Like there, she's probably going to be a grandma when right. she, I mean, honestly, she could honestly. literally be a grandma when she I comes mean, out of prison. Her oldest son's on his way to med school. Like he'll I know. probably find someone and get married and probably start exactly. family. Six years exactly. is a long time. Exactly. So I, you know, while I, while I appreciate that the judge is like sympathetic and like, I don't know, maybe does that make him like a feminist? He loves mothers. I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> I, I, I just do not agree. I do not think it was applicable in this situation. Right. Um, because I feel, yeah, I feel like her, her, she, I mean, she's also traumatized those kids so much at this point. Like, Oh my God. She apologized to Omar for having that arrest happen. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. The, I can't imagine. All really of, well, all, all of it. I mean, the arrest, then it being like public fodder and like the clip yeah. of the arrest being like a part of the show forever, right. you know, forever. I mean, all, all of it is like super traumatizing and embarrassing. And like, mm -hmm. this is now a part of their family legacy forever. forever. Um, so that's not shamazing. <laughs> not shamazing whatsoever. Oh, okay. I have a question. Yes. Do you, do, did they say at all um, where she would be sentenced uh, or like where she would be doing her prison time? And is it going to be like a hardcore, like Orange is the New Black type prison? Or is she going to go to like, is it going to be like Teresa goes to summer camp kind of, you know? Right. So the judge said, because Jen's attorney asked for her sentence to be served at this minimum security facility in Texas. That oh, actually, is that is it normal for you to be able to like go like go to a different state to serve your time? You can ask like 
so there's like the Bureau of Prisons, like when it's federal, they mm-hmm. have prisons all over the place. So okay. if you're if you're federally incarcerated, maybe you're in Washington and then they're like, we got to move you and you're in Oklahoma. Right. Gotcha. You know, and okay. you're, you're just a pawn and you're getting moved around. Totally. Bounce it around. Yeah. If it's state, like you're probably going to the prison just like there's maybe Local. one or two in your state. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. So so because it's a federal prison, they wanted to do one that was in the same time zone as Utah. Okay. And the only minimum- for her mothering duties. For her She's mothering got duties. Phone calls to make. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that they also then it's easier for Whitney Rose to make those conjugal visits. I mean, the conjugal (laughs) visits are going to really be what gets her through this time. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But so she's like, let's go there to this minimum security prison and all that. And the judge said he would not make any recommendation for a specific prison. Like he, and he's never done that. And that's not his practice as a judge, but that he would refer because he makes a referral to the Bureau of Prisons and can say, you know, I suggest that this person go to a minimum facility or I suggest this person okay. go to a facility with like extensive, like mental health, you know, right. facilities and stuff like that. So he said, I won't specify that I want her to go to that prison, but I will like suggest a um, minimum security in the Texas area. And that's the only one. So pretty much he recommended her to go there. Yeah. Got it. And then I also heard her attorney in part of that recommendation or that request, it was about like how, how they have alcohol treatment at that prison mm-hmm. as well. So is that implying that Jen Shaw is like an alcoholic? I mean, is that what's going on? That I thought was really interesting too, but I think it's more so like when, when they have these like fancier jails and they have these programs, it's kind of like, I was explaining it like you know, when you're in a school district and maybe one school has the sport of lacrosse, but the other school has the sport of golf and you're living in the golf district, but you want to play lacrosse. So Mm -hmm. you go transfer to that school, but you have to like say the specific reason why you want to transfer. So I think they're like using the program as a way to be like, I need this program. Got it. But really it's just that it's because it's like a softer prison and she can like, you know, find like a new clique of girls to hang out with and like not get shanked. Like, like, um, the Theranos lady asked to go to that same prison. Right. Right. Yes. It's literal camp. Mm -hmm. And the judge asked Jen's attorney, why do you want her to go to this facility like why is there a reason and it was kind of funny to watch her dance around the like she needs a luxurious prison you know yeah it's the spa treatments it's like yeah she just needs a little space yeah (laughs) but I mean that prison does look like summer camp but she couldn't not even end up there because he didn't he didn't order her to go to that prison he just said it's up to the bureau of prisons I'll recommend it right right they could say thanks dude who cares yeah Yeah. Well, given that information, I mean, like, do you think wherever she ends up, do you think that Jen Shaw is going to be like, like the head bitch in charge in prison? Or do you think she's just going to be someone's bitch? That's a good question. I think if she goes to regular prison, like not summer camp, she'll be someone's bitch. Like someone who's actually been through stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll backhand that woman as yes. If she's she's not going to be hanging out with a bunch of Heather gays. We'll just put it exactly, that way. Exactly, exactly. If she goes to Theranos Lady Jail, like Martha Stewart Summer Camp, I think right. she'll be HBIC. Like she'll sneak in a cell phone, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have a, tr- a Teresa Judice picture. Oh my god, love starring yes. Jen. Yes, honestly, the fact that they didn't just like create a show about Teresa and her friends in prison after we got that like housewife style, like hands on the hips photo of all of them at camp. That was, that was a show right there. Like that. I'm sorry. It would have been better than than Roni, better than any of them. Like such a missed opportunity. Teresa goes to camp. So, I mean, honestly, (sighs) I feel like Bravo throw some cameras in Jen Shaw's prison bag and like, let's see what happens. Let's see what (laughs) happens. Let's go. I bet it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping she has a a gay old time. I'm actually not. I'm actually hoping that she like really, really struggles. Um, and not, not like because of like, um, like 
I, I mean or like uh what's it called schadenfreude or anything like that yeah. it's it's literally just that like I hope she learns her lesson I hope she has yeah. a rough time so that she has to like think about it and recognize what she's done um yeah. because if she just goes in there and is like having her hair braided like it's just uh, I don't know I could see her coming out and literally being oh my god that was so amazing I made right. so many like amazing friends, friends. Yeah. yeah like it's just uh, I I so I mean, again, I hope she doesn't get shanked. I hope that she's not right. like, Safety. like murdered. Let's be saved. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, I don't know, rough her up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, we don't need, it's life's not all diamonds and rosé. Sometimes you're making flip flops out of panty liners and I'm here for it. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's just like cups of water and white bread. Exactly. For six and a half years. Sorry, hon. Six hun. and a half years. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, get we- really we thin. Okay, well, that's a, a plus. There you go. Or she's just going to get like ripped, like so muscular, like yeah. hulked out. Um, hulked out. <laughs> so we know that she has to report for uh, her sentence on February 17th, which is in mm -hmm. just over a month. So she's got a little time to, mm -hmm. you know, like get all of her ducks Other in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Last minute mothering, which we know mm -hmm. is so important to her. It's really important. But do you have any final words for Jen Shaw as she heads into this, you know, almost seven year prison sentence? All I have to say to Jen Shaw is, you know, best of luck to you. Um, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Unfortunately, uh, she's just lucky she didn't get a jury trial because I think we're seeing here that the jury of her peers is kind of wanted a little bit more for her than six and a half years. Um, but I say, just keep your head down, Jen, and let's start not breaking the law. Let's start <laughs> not breaking the law. We're going to start there. I think that's yeah. a, a very <laughs> we'll good place there. to start. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lauren, thank you so much of for course. joining me live from New York City over yeah. like Gen 6th weekend. I mean, this is insane. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you and where they can listen to your podcast? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Um, you can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, anything. It's just called Allegedly Bravo. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Allegedly Bravo. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much. And get home thank safe you. from yes. your exciting travels. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Blake. Bye. Bye. Bye.